Rage on that beat, going crazy. Rage on that beat, going crazy.
yeah yeah apparently you uh you click yeah you click to play yeah click to play yeah click to play it's very very clever yeah click to play yeah oh hello there welcome 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 to the stadia night chap uh chat chap i am a stadia night chat stadia monday night chat episode 22 welcome 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 one and all welcome chat thank you there uh welcome everybody in the chat welcome to another packed stadia monday night chat the only stadia podcast that will inform educate and entertain you guaranteed oh yeah all your money back yes i'm the triple threat baby it's been a packed week full of stadium news views and happenings so of course as ever join me your host clive illenden as i hack through the cloud gaming jungle to the lost city of stadia awesomeness welcome welcome join in the chat which is over there over there come on i haven't got it over there join in the chat avail yourself of the super chats go on i dare you just for a laugh and channel members let's see those exclusive member emotes and badges Big shout out to everybody who is a channel member, exclusive channel member. Arigato gozaimasu. Uh, much, much appreciated. I appreciate your support. Thank you. Right. Let us kick things off, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no, Desadini's He's finished his chocolate buttons. That's terrible. Terrible news. Let's kick things off with games I have been playing. So, uh, this week I've been playing one hand clapping. Not that. Um... And I've done a review, I've done a video review a review of it, which at the moment is exclusive to channel members. And I'm not sure I'm going to make it public as quite frankly, the sounds emanating from my mouth when playing that game are not of human form. They are odd, painful, and uh, probably could attract cats and bats. Literally, I've got bats flying into the window. <laughs> Please make him stop. Please make him stop the sounds, the sounds. Terrible sounds I'm making in that uh, because you have to use your voice. You have to sing and it's terrible. I swear I had a knock at the door from the RSPCA asking whether I've been strangling cats or something after after my session of uh, one hand clapping. A really short game in fairness. It is only £2.49, but it feels like a tech demo, uh, like a level, uh, uh, just a single level as a demo of what the game might look like. But a lot of fun, very weird. Let me know in the chat whether you'd love to, well, I want love is not the word, but you're curious to see me trying to sing notes to get myself to platform through a platform game by using my voice. Very strange, very interesting. Orcs Must Die 3, of course, been playing a lot of that. Love that, that is amazing. It's really good fun. Uh, and I may do some more streams of that over on the Lord Kenzel of Stadia channel. If you're not subscribed to Lord Kenzel of Stadia channel, get yourself over there, quick sub. Come back here straight away, please. Um, Orcs Must Die 3 is a great uh, a great game to stream. I saw 6-4, if you've ever watched 6-4 uh, stream, he does lots of um, streams and lots of Stadia games, and he was doing Orcs Must 3 uh, a stream of that and it, it was having an absolute whale of a time it's hilarious it's a good game to stream and of course uh pubg so i stream pubg on the lord kenzel of stadia channel not this channel lord kenzel of stadia um with yoshida uh my partner in crime we're like a double act 
every Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. If you've not watched it, uh, then then even if I do say in a modest way, I think you're missing out. Uh, we have sensible conversations, crazy conversations. We get a few kills. The odd chicken dinner, very rare. Um, whoa, David straight in with the super chat. Aragada Gazimus, thank you, my friend. Much appreciated. Um, and I went back to Division 2 as well. Um, and I forgot. Uh, I haven't played Division 2 in a few weeks, really. Like maybe a couple of months. And uh, I forgot how beautiful it looks on Stadia. Can you remember this? Uh, yeah, there we are. Dave with the super chat. Much appreciated. Um, I forgot how beautiful Division 2 uh, looks on Stadia. It looks absolutely amazing. Let me know in the chat. Put in the chat what games you've been playing. Anything that's taken your interest on Stadia this week. Get it in the chat. We'll have a conversation about it all later. But... Let's go on to the news before we get to the Stadia Connect. Um, so, first up on the news, uh, Rock of Ages. Finally, finally, people, finally, Rock of Ages uh, gets a release here, a release date. They've been showing lots and lots of clips of this for ages, weeks and weeks. And here we are, available August the 14th, free with Stadia Pro. Yes, a Stadia Pro game. It says here, uh, play the game on consoles and PC on July the 21st and on Stadia the August the 14th. I find that's a bit weird, actually, because this game was always scheduled to come on Stadia. And I don't know whether it's because it's a Stadia Pro, but part of the payoff of that is it has to come like a sort of a month later, or it's, it's three weeks later, or whether they're adding some Stadia-specific elements like the, the YouTube stuff and things like that. But anyway... Um, yeah, Rock of Ages. So we now know one of the uh, one of the Stadia Pro games in August. This is the great thing, um, you know. The the Pro games are getting uh, dotted through the the next few months. We're beginning to find out more and more about those games coming forward. So that's quite exciting. Um, meanwhile, the other thing as well, straight in the uh, the shop, is Lara Croft and Temple of Osiris. That's available now. That's dropped this week. Uh, we knew this was coming, and that's available. It's not necessarily my uh, my sort of game. I, well, especially when it comes to Lara Croft, I much prefer your standard Lara Croft. But I might I might have a look at this. Has anybody played this? Is it worth it? It's got that um, Dark Souls kind of thing to it, I think. Um, but let me know. Jerome's been playing mainly Orcs, Lara Croft, PUBG. Let me know what you think about this. Uh, There's co-op play again, and that's a big element of Stadia, that kind of being able to play in the... What a mad giant crocodile there. Um, you know, with that kind of co-op basis, play with your mates and stuff like that. So it's been out a while, but it's good to see another Square Enix, another Lara Croft game on, the, um, on Stadia. So, you know, I'm not complaining with that. And that's quite good, considering these came in the Stadia Connect week as well. So I think that's, you know, quite interesting, quite fun um, thing. And of course, the other big thing uh, mentioned, and I will talk about it briefly at the end, is Project xCloud uh, finally is coming out of beta uh, and will form part of the Xbox Ultimate Games Pass as a sort of complementary service slash uh, add-on to that at no extra charge. But more on that later in terms of what that might mean for Stadia uh, and stuff like that. So um, 
Most of the news this week, of course, has been centered around the Stadia Connect. Um, so let's, let's let's have a little bit, you know, presumably, you know, we've all watched it, you've digested it, you've watched it, maybe many of you watched it again. I don't know um, what the case is, but I recommend you watch it. I'm assuming you've all watched it anyway. So let's just go on that um, assumption and let's just look back at what we learned. So um, some fun facts from Stadia Connect. You know, if you've had Stadia Pro from launch, there are about 28 games as a pro that you could have claimed. It's 28 games. I think it's 28 games. They sort of indicated that they had a sort of a count up thing and it got to about 27, 28. So I think it's about, and they said more than a dozen. So I think it's about 28 games. I'm sure somebody knows for sure. I've got it on record, the exact number of pro games we've had to date. But 28 games in seven months, that's averaging four games a month. For a service that promised Stadia Pro, you'll get one to two games. We've had an average of four games per month. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive, I reckon. And the other thing that we learned from Stadia Connect, of course, is that there was a lot of emphasis around play instantly, no downloads, click and play, click to play. That was the key selling point and the message that they kept reinforcing through the whole thing. Click to play, click to play. And now this shouldn't be overlooked. I once described Stadia to someone as easy as uh, when I was trying to explain what Stadia is and the, you know, the great value of Stadia and, and how it's a game changer is I once described it as being, you know, when you want to watch a video on YouTube, think about it. You want to watch a video, you open the YouTube app or uh, the browser, click a video, watch it. Simple. Someone sends you a YouTube link on a video, you click the link and you play that and you watch that video. We all take that for granted, how easy that is just to do. The thing about Stadia, want to play a game on Stadia? Open up Stadia in the browser or your app, click a game, play. Someone sends you a link on Stadia, click the link, play. And soon, people will take that for granted. This is the real powerful USP of Stadia. You don't get that on GeForce Now. You don't get that on Project X Cloud, And you don't get that on the consoles. So you wonder why they mentioned click to play, click to play so many times. Well, that's why. It was all about communicating how easy it is to game. Low cost of entry, low barrier to actually start playing instantly. Time is money, man. Anybody who's had to wait for downloads knows time is money. And in addition to this messaging, this sort of goes on to emphasize to whom Stadia is trying to communicate to. People who don't necessarily have consoles or gaming PCs. It's about bringing AAA games to the masses. This all fits in with the initial strategy that Stadia outlined from the beginning. They're going after that untapped gaming market as gaming becomes more popular. Let's have a quick flashback. Time travel. Flashback time. Let's have a quick flashback to last year. Oh, let me just... Uh, our goal is to make gaming I hope you can hear what you're saying. Everyone too. We designed Stadia to bring together game players and game watchers from around the world into one global community of gamers. Just play Our that goal again. is to make gaming more accessible for everyone too. We designed...
Our game is to make gaming accessible to everyone too. So that's, you know, first of all, he talks about sorting out all the information and making it accessible to the world. Then he's talking about making gaming accessible to the world, to everybody. And that is the point. And this is way back in June last year. And so that same messaging is, the DNA of that messaging still exists, still continues, and is still in today's, you know, in the most recent um, Connect. And that's important to sort of bear in mind what they're trying to do. Um, it's the click to play. This whole opening sequence of the Stadia Connect was uh, how if you were watching a video, you can click the link in the description and you click to play. It's really that simple. Oh, yeah, but, but Clive, I, I know all that. None of this is new to me, Clive. I know that. I'm not a fool. Yeah, yeah, man, Google. Are you trying to, you trying to teach my grandma to suck eggs or something? I know all that. I'm not an idiot. But in the words of Vanilla Ice, stop, collaborate, listen. Clive is back with a brand new invention. That is not the point. I know all of this. You know all of this. This introduction completely outlines to whom Stadia Connect is for and what it's trying to achieve. Someone who needs to be told the fact that with Stadia you can click to play. Someone who needs a reminder or explanation of what Stadia Pro is and how many games you can get right now. What games you can play now and what games you can play in the future. How easy it all is. And that someone is not me. And I don't think it's actually you. We know all this. This is not aimed at the Stadia savvy tech nerd who consumes every bit of Stadia tech news. Mm, mm, gossip and interviews and ill-informed speculation. Mm, 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 give me the information. I need information. No. Hey, did you know if you want to play Stadia games on your TV, the Stadia Premier Edition uh, makes that possible? Apparently, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, apparently. It's in the Stadia Connect, yeah. Apparently, according to Stadia Connect, that's right. See, it's not aimed at you or me. This was a Google Stadia, um, Summer Stadia Connect. It's right there in the description if you go and look. So I guess that makes the previous one the sort of spring Stadia Connect. Hmm. Hmm. You think we're going to get an autumn, or for our American cousins, full uh, Stadia Connect? Yeah, you bet your bottom dollar we're going to have another one in two to three months. You see, it's almost as if these Stadia Connects are, uh, are going to be like a regular thing, man. Wow. If, uh, hello, beautiful Yoshida. If only they told us They'd be doing these things on a regular basis. Hmm. Flashback time. Let's go back to August. What do they say? We look forward to sharing more with you in the next Stadia Connect. We look forward to sharing more with you in the next Stadia Connect. That was in August uh, 2019. Flashback to April this year. Flashback. We'll be back in another Stadia Connect this summer with more news to share. We'll be back with another Stadia Connect 
with more news to share. Do you see a pattern? Do we see a pattern occur in there, ladies and gentlemen? These Stadia Connects are just for updating the non-Stadia world or the casual Stadia user and summarising to the press what's been and what's coming. It's all about the games and some of the other unique features. I said this before, this Stadia Connect would be all about the games. Yeah, but hands up, yeah. I confess, I was intrigued by the other exciting features and surprises that they mentioned on the Stadia blog and I dropped my normal rational perspective and flew off into the world of overhype and speculation. Guilty as charged. Take him down. Yeah, that's on me. But now you know that. Now you understand and can you appreciate what the Stadia Connect was trying to do, for whom it was aimed. I recommend you just sit back and you just enjoy what we learn from this Stadia Connect. So, we had an update of all the games that are coming. So we had uh, Marvel, Assassin's Creed, Baldur's Gate, Cyberpunk 2077, three, uh, three or four of the biggest games. Three of those are the biggest games of the year and they're coming to Stadia. Uh, just as an aside as well, I posted this tweet. If you listen very carefully, you have to uh, listen to the full length Stadia Connect, not the shortened version. But uh, I posted a tweet about this. I'll post it up here. Here, I put here, let's play a silly speculation conspiracy theories. Listen again to when we can play Cyberpunk 2077. There's definite, one, there's definite an audio edit. If you listen, um, you find my tweet here. If you listen, because I've, I've put a link to direct the point, they've taken a bit of the audio out and not done a very good job of it. But second, the sentence that they end up with is a bit of a tautology. It doesn't make any sense. They say, because it ends up saying you can play Cyberpunk as soon as it's released on Stadia. Well, yeah, of course you can play it as soon as it's released on Stadia. Does it make any sense? And if you listen to it, it does sound like they've edited out her saying Megan or Megan saying an actual date. Just, you know, just throwing fire on the conspiracy theories there. <laughs> Fueling that conspiracy theory. Just a little observation. Don't get carried away with it, but uh, if you just want a bit of fun, go back, listen, and you can clearly hear what is effectively a bad audio edit, and they've jammed two words too closely together, and they've clearly removed something. Some tidbit of information has been removed. Uh, well worth having a little listen if you uh, want to speculate at all. Um, but anyway, the other updates included, of course, updates from our friends. Um, oh yes, our good old friend, Mr. Zelnick here, who of course we know will continue to support high quality streaming services as long as the business model makes sense. So they updated us on the fact that uh, from uh, take two, we've got the PGA Tour, PGA Tour 2K21, WWE Battlegrounds, NBA 2K21, Mafia 2 and 3 Remastered, so that's great, we know that, we know some of those, but it's just good to know that Take-Two, as we've said, continuing to support Stadia because the business model makes sense. <laughs> I thank you. Uh, the other thing is Bomberman R, which is coming in full, uh, t full, so American, autumn, uh, fall 2020. Now, 
The interesting thing about this is this is a Stadia only version. So Bomberman R was already out, I think, on the Switch and some of the other consoles. But this, um, ignore my notes, um, this has some Stadia specific features, uh, which I think is quite fun here. So it says in this article from VentureBeat, uh, which makes a few errors at the bottom, but we will just ignore that for the moment. Super Bomberman R, due out in autumn, yeah. Good fit for the service. This is an updated version of Bomberman R that is available on Switch and other consoles. It now has, includes a 64 player Battle Royale mode, which again, has a lot of stream value, I think. It's the game's interconnectivity with YouTube that makes Super Bomberman R Online stand out as the embodiment of Stadia's strength and ongoing weaknesses. The argument about the ongoing weaknesses is dramatically flawed. But the point is, it highlights the presentation, and this is the exciting thing. Um, if we have a look at the actual presentation here, you'll see what I mean. Let's get this big. One. Take advantage of crowd play. Seamlessly play with your favorite streamer. Join here. So if you look here, this isn't just a link that's been shoved um, in this streamer's YouTube. This is baked in. This is part of the YouTube kind of software. And this this is so important. This is sort of, I mean, we know that this is what this is all about and that Stadia is baked into YouTube. But this is the first time I think we've seen a real visual idea of what that looks like. It look if you you know look below my YouTube video now, there's a join now, which is the membership button. But it's like that, or like a subscribe button. Um, the fact that it's integrated into YouTube, I just think is just like amazing. And this is the first time we actually see it. They um in the streamers game by accessing the link on the screen. Oh, missed it there. Let's go back a bit. They uh, the man. Um but I think that's that's just really, really cool. The fact that you actually I say it's not just a link somebody's dropped in, it's an actual button integrated into YouTube. And what makes me kind of excited about this as well is how how does it know? How does it know you're streaming a Stadia game or a version of the Stadia game? So for instance, when I stream to OBS. Uh, to, to YouTube when I stream obviously you can select the game that you're streaming and it finds it on a database so I put in uh, player unknown battleground and it finds it and you go yeah that's the one but it, it doesn't it's not console specific so how does how playing Bomberman R will they know that I'm streaming that game so that makes me think that that functionality of the button built into YouTube only functions if you're streaming to YouTube via the stream to YouTube functionality that we know is coming to Stadia. I, I can't see another way of how it would work, how they, how that would work. And on the basis that Bomberman R is coming in the fall, that's not long. So I think the streaming element, we speculated about coming at this Stadia Connect, but I think that that's coming between now and October. I think they will announce it. I think it's a good bet that that's going to happen. 
The more I thought about this, the more I realized this is going to be massive. It's such a killer app for Stadia. That Stadia YouTube sort of seamless integration will not just attract new gamers to Stadia, but also publishers, because it's a great window for their games with an easy access for that people to be able to buy those games. So it has the potential of selling more games, which we all kind of know, but just seeing it work there made me realize how amazing it is. Imagine you just need one PewDiePie or one Dan TDM playing Hello Neighbor. And I think Dan TDM did a whole series of playing Hello Neighbor, which they do with a join button there or a buy now button there. And the potential is massive. And I know we know all this, but actually seeing the YouTube, the button baked into YouTube just really brought it home for me. I was like, mind blown. The other big game uh, mentioned is Outriders, which is coming to other consoles. And I found some gameplay. So if you go to the Outriders, Outriders have got a YouTube site and they show some early gameplay. And it is very early. There's still some polish, I'm sure, to do. So in the Stadia Connect, there was um, there was mostly cinematics. But here is just for your uh, pleasure and delectation. Let me just put that on there. Some gameplay to give you a sense of the game. Let's see what she's up to on her mission to find Sahidi's truck. There's a sort of... I want to say... An, a sort of yeah. Destiny, although Destiny's in like first, uh, first person. Sometimes um, you just need to run. What was the other game I was thinking of? But not for it's quite long. Ge ge generic here. And I, quite, I think this is the PlayStation version, because at the bottom it's got LB and RB. I just thought I'd share that with you a sense of some of the gameplay. Um, I think there's still polish, there's polish to, to, to be done on this as well. But I think, you know, again, a nice welcome addition to the Stadia library. That's not coming out till next year. I think it is coming out on the consoles first um, before it comes the other consoles and PC before it makes its way to um, Stadia. Uh, the other big thing again, which we knew was coming because it was sort of leaked a bit, but uh, you know, that's cool. Dead by Daylight, um, September 2020, that's not long to wait. And again, what do we have here? We have Crowdplay built in. And again, a little example of how it might work. So here's the, obviously the game UI, but down on the side there, this is like a um, this is like a darkened version of this sort of YouTube. I mean, it's just, you know, the YouTube layout here, the YouTube UI. So the in the chat thing, I don't know whether there'll be a functionality in the chat section there. Everybody's choosing, choose the Oni, or Oni, whatever it is, choose the Oni character. Uh, but you can see that that's meant to sort of give an impression of what it would look like on, on YouTube. But again, uh, giving us an idea of how Crowdplay uh, Will be one of the features and this is um, a massive streamer game a lot of people stream you know stream this game it's a good game to stream i definitely will be streaming this game and playing fun and availing myself of the crowd choice and the crowd play etc um, september 2020 dead by daylight but again emphasizing that you know we know the the integration with YouTube again, such a such a cool feature, such a cool thing, and I think it was sort of glossed over a bit. It's not till you go back and you sort of think about it a, 
more in the round but you get a sense of how important it is um, and again I'm not sure any of this is possible without the streaming to YouTube functionality coming as well so based on the, the fact that Dead by Daylight is coming September then that functionality that streaming to YouTube functionality must be coming in the next as I say next couple of months so then we get to Outcasters uh, which is the first game let me just go up here from the sort of in-house not the in-house studios but the first party studios working directly with stadia um, games and entertainment uh, this is of course from splash damage so we speculated we might see a trailer uh, of a game that the stadia i think most people would might be the stadia in-house team rather than a third part a first party game for stadia but we've got our little trailer I think people were expecting a little teaser of something that's coming like next year. This is coming in the next couple of months or so. And I think initially there was a sort of a certain sense of disappointment. That uh, it just seemed a bit, oh, really? Flash damage? I missed the first bit here. So, uh, you know, this was the first look, first chance we had to look at what splash damage we're going to do splash damage of course the developers known for their gritty post-apocalyptic gnarly war shooters the gears 5 halo mcc dirty bomb yeah i wonder i think we all wondered what were their what hardcore military dark apocalyptic future shooter were they working on uh, on stadia let's have a look shall we let's have a look Don't want a copyright strike. So yeah, a very, very different take on what we might expect from someone like Splash Damage. But if you read here down here, um, they specifically say on their site here, this might not look like something you'd expect from us, but trust us, this is every inch a Splash Damage game. It's going to take skill, ingenuity, and a great game sense to win a match in Outcasters. So that's the developers. They recognise that it might be a surprise to many people that this is the this is the game they're doing, and it's not some kind of gnarly shooter. And the other thing is that there was an interview in in Games Industry Buzz. Again, I question some of the stuff later on in it. But specifically in it, the, uh, it's an interview with the developer of Splash Damage. Um, and they say here, it's basically a model of what the game is basically a model of what makes Stadia exciting. It's very approachable if you think about the visual design and gameplay, which of course is very often what you're looking for as a publisher and a platform. There is huge customization uh, part, which everybody's really interested in, and that helps you to express yourself. And another reason is it's highly watchable. Of course, we're tied into YouTube. So it's a perfect match made in heaven for us. And the developer goes on to say here, uh, I've got it here. The industry's moved on. Here we are. The industry's moved on quite a lot, the developer says. When I first started, it was incredibly male dominated. And I think that was very much 
colouring the kind of games we were making. For us as a studio that's growing up, that has children and responsibilities now, we wanted to hit a broader audience but still have that core multiplayer gameplay experience that you would come through uh, but be presented in a fun, light-hearted way. It also tests the range of what we can do as a studio. We aren't just looking at traditional FPSs all the time, we're just broadening and experimenting things. So that's the key thing. That's what made me you know, excited. At first I did think, really, is that is that it? But then when you think about the time scales, this is coming out, um, well, I think it was in September, can't remember now, um, September, October. So it's coming out very, very soon. So given the time period, it's not going to be an epic AAA game with lots of story and chapters and elements and, and stuff like that. But this really reassured me that, that these guys know how to make competitive first-person shooters, competitive multiplayer games. And they've just decided to choose a, like a Splatoon-type aesthetic, if you've ever played Splatoon. You know, that's a great kind of team deathmatch battle, not battle royale, but a team deathmatch sort of game. And I can imagine the same, you know, all the functionality that they've learned to sort of swap weapons using RB, LB, all of that kind of stuff, the competitive nature of it, the setup and design of the course, all that experience and DNA of splash damage is going to come into this game. And equally, it's going to be a game that people are going to want to watch on YouTube and, and join in and play multiplayer. Click to play, come and join in. So it's exciting and equally from other first party titles that are coming out the Stadia Entertainment and Games sort of side of things. Uh, is Orcs Must Die 3 of course, uh, which we knew was gonna be a pro game and dropped on the same day and we know it was leaked before Stadia Connect somehow, but it didn't really matter. Um, so just to refresh you about what Stadia Games and Entertainment sort of effectively is, they publish games from third party developers. So they're actively working with developers. They're finding developers, working with them to produce games specifically for Stadia. So this is distinct from just going to a publisher and saying, oh, can you make your existing games that you're delivering on all the platforms? Can you also deliver it on Stadia? That's the distinction there. Um, and it's different from the Stadia in-house studio, which again is making a totally, totally in-house exclusive all bells and whistles Stadia game. Um, and the exciting thing is we learn more about some of the developers that they're working with. So there's um, Harmonics, which of course, uh, Harmonics brought us one hand clapping, but more famously are famous for Rock Band. I mean, I can't see them di you know, diverging much from their musical heritage. So I think we're gonna get some kind of music related game. So again, very, very different from Splash Damage. Um, but as I say, an interesting developer to work with, interesting choice. The other thing, the other developer they talked about was Uppercut Games. Now I, I confess, I'm not familiar with Uppercut Games. They seem to make a, a mix of mobile games, iOS games and Switch type games. Does anybody uh, anybody familiar with upper class upper class <laughs> upper cut games? Anybody familiar with upper cut games? I'm not, but I'm interested. You know the 
the reasoning. I'd be interested the the reasoning behind why they were picked up by uh, Stadia to make a first party game effectively for Stadia, and then super massive games. Now this for me was really uh, is exciting. Super massive games make as it says here really immersive. I thought this was CGI at the moment there, but it wasn't. Uh, immersive, innovative, interactive games. Um, spooky games and stuff like that really a cinematic experience uh, to play and this I think these clips that we see here are from uh, Man Man of Medan I think it's Man of Medan about a lost sort of ghost ship uh, super creepy I saw PewDiePie uh, PewDiePie PewDiePie I saw PewDiePie playing this game um, in fact he had a, he did a whole chapter of um, let's play on this game so again it's a sort of spooky creepy games that they make with that big cinematic appeal that work really well on YouTube. I'm not sure of any sort of multiplayer aspect of it but the viewing and again there's a very watchable watchable games to play on YouTube so again that theme is um, reiterated um, but Stadia Project now so let's just click on there Oh, more info in the coming months. Oh, I thought I thought we were going to just see something there. They've just put a placeholder there ready to tell us about what they're working on. Uh, never mind. We'll find out soon enough. We'll find out soon enough, people. So, there you go. Very, very interesting developers. Very divergent, very different from each other. So, and the, in, the exciting thing about this is they said on the Stadia Connect that later this year we'll get to see, they'll, they'll do a reveal of what they're working on. So that's going to be within the next few months. We're going to find out more details about what Harmonix, Uppercut and Supermassive Games are working on. So there we are. In summary, they re, uh, that's the Stadia Connect really. In summary, they focused on the click to play, especially when watching YouTube, the YouTube kind of integration element. They introduced the crowd play, the crowd choice in more detail. They announced the new titles that are coming over the next few months. So let's not forget now we've got Orcs Must Die 3, pro game, one hand clapping, available now. They mentioned uh, Hitman 1, pro game in September. Hitman 2, Hello Neighbor, pro game in September, Dead by Day Daylight. Then in the fall, they would have said September if it was September. So that means basically October, November. You've got Outcasters. The first sort of first party proper, no, I suppose Rock of Ages is from Stadia Entertainment and Games. That's coming first. But you've got Outcasters, Bomberman, Sekiro. And then in December, you've got Hello Neighbor, uh, Hide and Seek, another pro game. And then in 2021, we know we've got Hitman 3 and Outriders. And that's in addition to Mafia 2, Mafia 3, Serious Sam, PGA Tour 2K21, NBA 2K21, Marvel Avengers, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Cyberpunk, and Watch Dogs Legions. So to quote from Stadia Connect, we're just getting started. There is a lot more coming soon. I'm doing the quotation marks. We're just getting started. There is a lot more coming soon. Think about that. We're just getting started. Not, we're here and this is it. This is all we've got. This is all we've got, yeah? No, 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 no acknowledgement that they're still only at the beginning. No, this was an acknowledgement. They're still only at the beginning of this journey. 
we're eight months into not just a, a new games platform, but effectively a new concept, a new a new concept to play games or for gamers to get their heads around. And look how much is here and how much is coming already. So on reflection, I think it was a good Stadia Connect for what a Stadia Connect is meant to do. It was a good Stadia Connect. And there will be further Stadia Connects to come. But next time, let's not just assume that Stadia is just going to dump everything in one big announcement and go, yeah, that's it, that's all we've got, yeah? And that the, the whole future is riding on that or something equally as daft. Stadia Connects are like quarterly updates, yeah? For the general consumer and press. Take them for what they are. Don't overinvest in them emotionally. Grab some popcorn and just enjoy. I'll just leave you, not leave you, but I'm going to show you uh, this post from Sounds of Stadia. Thank you very much, Sounds of Stadia. Just a little reminder here, friendly reminder of some of the games confirmed coming to Stadia. Yeah? of Stadia, they've got no AAA. There's a sad, sad lacking of AAA games on Stadia. That's the problem. If you think about all the AAA games that are being launched, that are not exclusives, not PlayStation exclusives, not Xbox exclusives, not Nintendo exclusives, but cross-platform games, AAA games that are cross-platform, that are launching between now and January on all platforms, I think you'll find, and feel free to prove me wrong, I think you'll find that the majority of those are coming to Stadia as well. Yeah, so that argument triple oh, game is slowly and surely eroding. They can't go back and 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 pour every triple A game for the last six months, twelve months, and get it on Stadia. But they can tap into developers who are developing a multi-platform strategy and make sure that one of those platforms is Stadia. And we are seeing that more and more. Uh, so that's just, you know, I think this is a really good visual kind of example that uh, Sounds of Stadia put out that kind of really sort of hammers it home. Uh, it was a good Stadia Connect in my view. That, that's all I'm sort of saying. And remember, later this year, maybe in another Stadia Connect, Clive, we'll find out about those other two EA games we know are coming. More on streaming to YouTube, because I said we've got games that have this functionality built in. And so I imagine it needs to be triggered by streaming to YouTube. And as yet, games unannounced. So not bad. And as for those asking uh, about my top 10 predictions, I think I've got about two, two and a half out of 10 I'm going to go for. Two and a half out of 10. Let me know what you thought about the Stadia uh, Connect. Did you think it was complete mess up, terrible, no good, oh, I was so angry, or actually, in reflection, it was okay. If you read, um, if you read a lot of the press, the general press, the gaming press, after Stadia Connect, the majority of them, who aren't heavily invested in everything Stadia is doing, but just invested in reporting a sort of glorified press announcement, which this Stadia Connect effectively is, um, were very positive about it because they didn't have their kind of Stadia-obsessed goggles on. Um, so generally, the, 
the press thought it was quite good. And I think for many, many people in the community, it made us sort of stop, listen, collaborate, back to vanilla ice again, uh, to go back and have another look. And, and when you unpick it, pick it all, when you unpick it all, you begin to see there's a lot of content there. It's worthy of another watch and another deep dive. There's a lot of content, a lot of information. Some I think they overglossed a bit. Some stuff I think needed more emphasis, but maybe they didn't want to get bogged down in the weeds, especially about the Stadia, Connect, the Stadia streaming stuff and all that. You know, it's a 20 minute thing. I think Rock mentioned it on Sounds of Stadia um, podcast. What are you doing on Sounds of Stadia, Rock? Should be I've got your own show. Anyway, uh, I think he mentioned it on that um, about how YouTube knows, Google know how long our attention span is. They've got all the data from how long people watch YouTube videos. If I look at the length of my YouTube, people watch my YouTube, even these epic, epic live streams, 20 minutes, about 20 minutes. It's an average. If I look at my average watch time, I think on all my uh, videos, about 20 minutes. Google, Google have the data, so they know how long it needs to be. And that was a point that Rock made. It's not my point. Rock made it. Very good point. And I think he has a valid point. But there we go. Yeah, I think there were lots of things that we were expecting and they weren't there. And so we were disappointed. But we, uh, Christopher Torres there, making a good point. But I think that because in our disappointment, we neglected to, to see what was actually there. Even I afterwards, I was a bit deflated, but that's because I'd hyped myself up. It wasn't until I went back with a bit more rational mind and sort of less hyped about it and began to kind of unpick the things they said and thought, wow, um, you know, it's good. But I just think you need to take it for what it was. I think if you thought it was a, this is it, this is the big moment, when in fact it was just another, I've sort of demonstrated, just another Stadia Connect. This is how Stadia communicate. There'll be these 20 minute videos summarizing what's been, what's coming and some new features and some friendly drops of games. That's that's the format. Yeah, that's the format. That's how it works. And I think they share the work around. You of all the different um, connects. They've had different people. Yeah, they're sharing the, the, the work around. So just manage your expectations next time. Just remember, remind me. I'll remind you. Let's all let's all do each other a favor. You remind me to uh, temper my expectations. I'll remind you to temper your expectations. Let's do that. Anyway, shall we do Project X Cloud? Why not, ladies and gentlemen? Why not? So, Project X Cloud. I thought I'd touch on this. Um, I tested Project X Cloud, and think I think I was probably one of the first YouTubers to actually do a review of Project X Cloud. Don't hold me for that but I didn't see any other because I don't think I don't think you were meant to do it quiet I think there was an NDA shh 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 no. cut that bit out <laughs> um anyway I did a review initially of Project X Cloud and then later I did a, a comparison with Stadia now when I did that I stressed at the time and I've made this point consistently you are effectively comparing apples and pears okay you can only compare the mobile phone element of those two sort of gaming services, yeah? In the, the Venn diagram of the two gaming platforms, this is the point at which they meet. 
okay, on the mobile phone and tablet. xCloud is a 720p to mobile phone and tablet game playing service. It is complementary to Xbox overall. The value, yeah, the value is based on the fact that you already have an Xbox, 300 pound outlay, and then you pay the Ultimate Games Pass, 14 pound 99, Paying just £14.99 just to play Xbox games on a mobile in 720p and not owning an Xbox is, is not a good value proposition. And it's, hey, and it's not meant to be. If you have an Xbox and you pay for Ultimate Games Pass, then the addition of xCloud is a great complementary service. Right now, Xbox and this in this cycle of Xbox Live business strategy are too invested in the hardware, in physical consoles, to make cloud gaming a central facet of their business. They have to sell hardware. They've got boxes of the stuff out back. We've got boxes of hardware out back. Project X Project edit that bit out. It's terrible. Project X Cloud is not a standalone cloud gaming platform. Stadia is okay. So anything that you watch or read saying oh, X Cloud just killed Stadia is so beyond stupid, so ill-informed, so lacking in a basic understanding of the different elements of cloud gaming and console gaming, that those authors, YouTube's journalists who purport as much have lost all and any credibility they may have had reporting on tech or gaming as far as I'm concerned. Do not give them the oxygen. End of. However, xCloud launching officially out of beta does impact on Stadia. This is the point at which Stadia need to emphasize their point of difference as a total cloud gaming platform. So that's how it impacts. But there's also potential of a negative impact to Stadia, but maybe not what you think. The negative impact to Stadia may be that for many people who try cloud gaming via xCloud may think that this is the gold standard of cloud gaming. And they may be put off cloud gaming by that experience or it may just reinforce the myth that somehow cloud gaming has too much latency to be a viable realistic option. In my experience of xCloud, it is nowhere near the Stadia tech from a tech point of view, the delivery, the latency, nowhere near where Stadia is. It is a nice complimentary service, but it can't replace the real thing. It can't replace that experience of playing on an Xbox. I did experience latency and lag when I tried xCloud, not massively, but just enough to think it's sort of playable, but would I want it to be the main part of my Xbox experience? No. Whereas Stadia 
does feel and play like a genuine console experience. And it can, and quite easily, and for many people is, your main gaming platform. Stadia is competing with the Xbox. It's not competing with xCloud. That is the difference between Project xCloud and Stadia. There's my thoughts. I'm just, you know, laying it out there. Let's see what you think in the chat. See if we can get the chat going. Can we get the chat going? What do you think, chat? Am I bonkers? Am I mad? Right, let's, here we are. Let's have a look at chat. Welcome to the chat. It's catching up. There we go. Excuse me. Thank you, Christopher. Victor here says, um, Dave Handley says, uh, need to clip my best bits. Thank you. Thank you, David. Victor saying, don't forget about how new Android 11 smart TVs that will have Stadia on them. Of course. Exactly. I think Rock said to me that most of the Sony TVs have Android built into them. Um, Android TV built into them. No Jade in the Connect lame. She's not in every Connect. that sort of thing. I think they share it out a bit. I think you'll see different faces. You might see Erin in the next one if they talk about... Um, let's not speculate about the next one now, but they talk about the Stadia Studio on the in-house studio um, stuff they're working on. We never know. Dave Windle says, I've been saying for ages, it's Cyberpunk now coming. One minute hour day. Choose one after consoles. Yeah. Go Honestly, everybody, go and check the original... You can either see my tweet, which I've clipped exactly the point, but just listen to the audio when they announce Cyberpunk uh, and you being able to play it on Stadia when Megan, Megan, Megan uh, says it in the Stadia Connect. It is an audio edit and then the sentence that they've ended up with, they've sort of cobbled together, stitched together, is a tautology. It doesn't make sense, man. Stadia has the knack for giving me games I didn't know I wanted. Yeah, it's true. That's the great thing of Stadia Pro. 28 games. And there's loads of games there I would never have bought. I mean, it's a bit like, in fairness, with Games Pass, I've tried. Oh, yeah, I just want to add one thing about Games Pass that a lot of people don't realise. And the difference between... Because I see a lot of uh, game magazines and uh, blogs and stuff saying about the business model doesn't work. The Stadia business model doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's not like Games Pass, which is Netflix of gaming. It doesn't work. What people overlook about Stadia is that the longer you are a pro member, the more value it has. At the moment, if you've been a pro member from day one, you've effectively had 28. There's 28, a minimum of 28 games in your library, not including the ones that you bought. There are 28 games in your library that you could have claimed. And by the end of the year, there'll be based on the current format, six four, another 24. So 50, maybe 50 games, 52 games, maybe. 50 games by the end of the year in your library. Now, there are more games on Games Pass, granted. But the games on Games Pass are there for a limited period of time. They drop away. Anecdotal example one. So GTA was on uh, Games Pass, great. I thought, I haven't played that in ages and ages and ages. I'll play a bit. And my daughter 
um, was being bugged to play it by her friend. And eventually she conceded and said, oh, all right, I'll play it. Came downstairs, switched on the Xbox, went to Games Pass, and she said, where's, where's GTA? And I thought, well, it should be there. And I looked. Of course, GTA had fallen off X-Pass. It's not there anymore. So that's the fundamental difference between a sort of Stadia Pro model, where even if you stop subscribing and you come back, those games that you claimed are yours effectively for, you know, are licensed to you. They're not yours. They're licensed to you for life. Whereas the Games Pass library, I think, has a sort of fairly finite number of games. I think they add, apart from the in-house, the Xbox in-house games, Xbox first-party games. But generally, the other games come and go. Now, the Stadia Pro games drop out as well. But the difference is, if you, the longer you remain a pro, even if those games drop out, you, they're still your games in pro. You, they don't drop out and you no longer have them in pro. And that's a real key difference. So after a year of subscribing, not only all the other benefits and convenience of having Stadia and not having to have a console and all that kind of stuff and playing on your TV and across all the things. Not only that convenience, but by then you could have easily 100 games, pro games you could have claimed. So suddenly now your library is 100 games, which is on a par with Games Pass or getting that way. So it's just an interesting uh, thing that I think people overlook about Stadia, uh, the Stadia Pro subscription. The longer you have it, the better value it is. Um, what else have we got in the cl uh, in the chat going here? FIFA out this year, of course, could be. Connect was good. Perhaps there was certain things community thought they were discussed, but didn't that? Yeah, Christopher, exactly. I think we were all we were all thought there were things, you know. But I think, as I said, in our disappointment, I think many of us overlooked what was actually announced. You can't unknow what you know. And we, we, we knew so many leaks and gossips. I compared it of going like a Star Wars film or something like that. You know, if you're like mad into Star Wars and you consume every bit of gossip information, behind the scenes, interviews, chats, leaks, leaks online, all that kind of stuff. Oh my God, watch every single clip that's released and available. Oh, I'm so excited about Star Wars. And then you go and see Star Wars and you're kind of a bit, uh, uh, there's no surprises. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Whereas if you just chill chill out a bit and you go and see it, if you're not like a mad Stadia uh, Star Wars fan, but quite a reasonable star, and then actually you go, you know what, that was quite fun. Good blockbuster, good popcorn movie. Loved it. Great. Anyway. The latency on xCloud is really bad. Um, again, I think that, you know, the problem with cloud for some people, the latency is, you know, minimal, but it is definitely there. Um, and again, like with Stadia, you need to optimize it. The thing, the advantage Stadia has, in my mind, of course, is you're wired in, you know, to get the maximum result of Stadia is you, you know, use the inter uh, Ethernet. And uh, trying to play Stadia on, on your wireless whilst better than xCloud, does have the same issues that xCloud faces. But xCloud does not have a wired-in option. You're just, you're playing, you know, uh, via your Wi-Fi. And we know what that can be like if you're connecting to a 2.6 gigahertz kind of signal. It, it's going to be a bit laggy. And as I say, check out my reviews. There is definitely latency there. You kind of can get used to it. 
but it, it does feel like oh yeah cloud gaming's not quite there this is this was my concern about oh my god i hope you know when i got stadia i hope they nail it i hope they do what they you know surely all these developers they're working with or the guy from id software is saying that they worked on a game like doom 2016 to get it working on project you know project cloud um they you know, they must have done something right and as it turns out they have it it works amazing as we said um you can play it on a Chromebook as well. Yeah, in Google Play, in the in the in the Play App Store. So the 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 modern Nakinu, uh, the modern Chromebooks. Yeah, they have um, Google Play, so you can get the Google Play Xbox app and play on there. But again, equally you're playing in 720p, and you're suffering from the Wi-Fi issue as well. So, I get you know, yeah, you can. Nice rant. That's what I do, Nakinu. That's what I do. Um, if you're new to this channel, hit do me a favor. Hit the subscribe. Hit the likes, especially. Hit the likes. I much appreciate it. Um, completely agree. Rick, who? Ooh, Rick Flair. Very good. I can't had. Uh, I had any lag playing on X. Yeah, I think if you've got a good a good Wi-Fi. Um, but I think if you compared it, you know, I'm not dismissing. I'm not saying it's absolutely terrible. As I say, give give yourself a chance if you test out the um, X Project X Cloud. Give it the best chance. Give it the best Wi-Fi, and you'll have a reasonable experience. But you you know you're limited to 720p. That's the main thing. It's not not designed for streaming at 1080p. And I don't think they're going to rush to be able to give really high fidelity gaming on Project X Cloud. Why would they? If it means you don't go and buy an Xbox, it's not to deny that Microsoft know cloud gaming is the future and this is their early foundation steps the foundations the digging of the foundations of that future but right now in their business cycle their hardware they've got to sell the hardware going forward i think they will invest more and more and and cloud gaming will become more and more important as it becomes part of the mainstream just as netflix did and then everybody was playing catch-up everyone playing catch-up with netflix um Xbox know that, you know, they're keeping an eye on Stadia, but right now they can't push too hard on a really high fidelity xCloud service because it would undermine the selling of boxes, which is what their business is. They've got to sell the boxes. Brian says, uh, Stadia is all I play. I can't see much buying a disc. Well, to be honest, I haven't bought a disc in years, to be honest, Brian, even on my Xbox. One eye, you're a boomer. Only joking. Um, yeah, I mean, digital is, is standard. It's interesting. The only reason that PlayStation 5 has got a digital, you can buy a, di uh, a sorry, one with a disc tray in it is so you can do backwards combat compatibility because the people know that people collect. Like I'm a massive collection of, you know, uh, games on, on disc. Like having a collection of DVDs. I don't, I got rid of all my stuff. I'm surprised I even have any books. That's just to make me look intellectual. I've not read them all. In fact, it's all card. It's not real. No, they are books. They're genuine books. I think uh, Charles Aaron says, I, I think you know, obviously anything that launches on Apple, anything that comes to Apple iOS is going to increase that marketplace. We know that. Anything. Um I think that will be a big, uh, it will make a big difference when that's resolved. It'll make a massive difference. 
it just also brings attention to stadia as well it's another platform for people to to watch and see stadia and go oh, what's stadia and then look into it so yeah i think coming to ios is really really part of the key strategy xcloud have server blades like stadia but blades are currently based on xbox one s they'll upgrade them to series x hardware you must not own an xbox console i have an xbox x i know this but one of the things and i want to give you a lecture on um one of the things that stadia has as an advantage when it comes to cloud cloud the cloud full stop is they have their private networks so they've got their sort of big giant hubs around the world and they don't use they don't use the common or garden internet oh no they're not using the internet that everybody the world is using they've got their own private super super fast network and that is what communicates between the main google servers and then delivers it to the local hubs and then built into the local hubs they've got these special servers that have a lot of the data and stuff in there as well to speed up that process what they've done is try to go down and i'm sure project xcloud are working on this trying to reverse engineer what stadia are doing but google have the advantage they have these sort of secret networks between their own that communicate between their own hubs as it were their own servers <coughs> so yeah the, I, um you know they will update um their xcloud servers isn't of course they will they have to to keep up and they, they as i say in the future i think cloud gaming will form a larger part of xbox's strategy but right now they're in the box selling business they've got to sell the boxes oh gossip here ladies and gentlemen you heard it first here eddie saying google will talk about destroy all humans tomorrow they've been they've been dropping the trailers on destroy all humans so many so many it's gotta come soon they'll talk about destroy all humans thank you eddie you heard it here first thanks to eddie destroy all humans out next tuesday where where's the source eddie let me know the source brotherhood of stadia welcome my friends uh sony microsoft won't fix their streaming quality soon because they have to sell boxes exactly that's what i'm saying they've got to sell the boxes um but but hey i'm not dismissing xcloud as as becoming an ever increasing important part of xbox as a as a service that is the future uh, maybe not for another you know five years whatever and they'll continue to develop it and develop it but it will play a bigger a bigger part as time goes by um, and they'll become less reliant on selling boxes that's my view i'd say xcloud and ps now have a max of 1080p for a long time i think so as well the ability to stream 4k data or even more as google we believe stadia is capable of doing not that anybody's got an 8k tv but the fact that they could probably stream at 8k so the signal then or play the games at 8k and then stream the quality at 4k is amazing in itself and part of the reason again i'm not technical enough to know but part of the reason i think they can do that is because of the private google network that google have set up um, that gives that super super hyperspeed um, communicating between the google servers before before it gets splurted out into the communal garden internet of the world as it were 
you won't lose your games as a pro it has better value if you get more for your money you'll have them for life Ex actually exactly that's the point even if you stop even if you stop being a member and there and then you go back you just pick up all those pro games you had even if they're no longer in the library you get them back if you claim them so that's the beauty stadia's built stadia from the ground up to be a cloud gaming platform imagine what stadia will be like with full youtube integration yeah they built it with the ground up with youtube in mind as well don't forget that understanding the technology that they use to be able to stream youtube and stuff like that and to stream to chromecast they said it early doors that they always had a gaming when they delivered the chromecast they always had gaming way way back there when they first um, were developing chromecast i think one of the chief engineers said in an interview before stadia was launched that that was where the germ the kernel of the concept of cloud gaming started so they've been building this. This is not a like, oh, quick, put our, put lots of X, Xbox One S's in a server unit and start streaming the games. This is much more complex than that, um, much more detailed. And then when games, so not only is the, the hardware built from the ground up to integrate, so Stadia is integrated with YouTube, but games will be developed on this new hardware, this new technology that hasn't existed before. Whereas Xbox is still stuck with basically developing the games for Xbox. That technology, that hardware has not moved on. They don't have that super elastic computing. Now they're going to be held back in terms of what Stadia is capable of, in terms of developing games, what Stadia is capable of in the future. That will hold back um, Xbox and PlayStation, should they ever even get into cloud gaming properly. PS Now is not proper cloud gaming, really. It's a bad example of it. Um, yeah, I like Xbox. Phil, uh, Alcard says here that Phil Spencer, the business isn't how many consoles you sell. Of course, of course. He's sort of managing his bets, but that's the dilemma they have at the moment. I mean, they're all about making, moving people away from being so xbox xbox box a physical box centric they they have to do that now because they've got to sell all the boxes in the back of the warehouse yeah but he's positioning the market slowly but surely to think of xbox as more of a gaming experience that you can experience in different forms not the old-fashioned idea of xbox is just a box the word xbox it's got box on it they've got to sell the boxes I think Phil Spencer wants to move them away from that slowly but surely. But as I say, not right now. Got to sell the boxes in the back of the warehouse. That's Phil going, how many boxes we got left in the back of the warehouse? Let's shift that lot by next Wednesday. That's what he's saying. Microsoft said they'll upgrade the xCloud uh, to Xbox Series X in 2021. Yeah, and I think they'll, you know, constantly reiterate. But I think, you know, we know that Stadia is a constant constant constantly developing the blades constantly developing the technology the software behind it constantly developing um and we just get the benefit of that yeah we just keep paying our eight pound 99 of uk you know pounds sterling or whatever it is in dollars we just keep paying that and we get the benefit of whatever stadia is doing behind the scenes ah oh, thank you stadia yeah um it's about conversion Players buying more games and other stuff. Yeah, and Phil Spencer knows that over uh, Microsoft. 
uh, he's you know he's wise he's he knows you know that's why I, hey i'm i've always liked xbox and i'll continue you know to have an xbox i mean 99 percent of the games i play now are all on stadia there's no games i mean i used to play a lot of sea of thieves which is a uh, xbox exclusive uh, i feel i'm a bit out of the loop on sea of thieves now they've added so much to it but apart from you know my son plays fortnite all the time and apex legends please bring apex legends to stadia please bring apex legends um you know so and i'm going to be trying grounded which is a new xbox exclusive try that out but 99 percent of all the other games i play uh, even the games i already have on uh, xbox i play on stadia because the experience is better destiny 2 much better even on xbox one x it's much better on stadia in my view um division 2 better on xbox PUBG, oh my lord so much better especially than playing on xbox or playstation 4 i mean he smiles better playing PUBG on stadia i mean PUBG is a bit of a potato of a game anyway we know that but it's much more fluid and i'm talking in a relative term because it is PUBG we're talking about we're not talking about apex legend which is super fluid um PUBG plays so much better if you play PUBG on xbox or playstation Get yourself over on and play it on Stadia. The experience is much, much better. X, X cloud fits very well. This phrase, it's not a cloud, it's just someone else's computer. Exactly, or rather it's not a cloud, it's someone else's console. Uh, that's the main difference. They are sort of physical consoles. They don't really evolve that elastic computing element that Stadia has. They, it sounds like me, they are just a, a series of stacked blades of xbox one s's and then they'll replace them all with xbox one x's you know which is great but as i said you're restricted to developing on a platform which we know already now or a way of developing which is old-fashioned dated because that hardware that tech cannot do in terms of elastic computing what we know stadia can do and is built to do and we're not going to really see the benefit of that until we get those you know stadia studio games and we really start seeing that and the integration with youtube and then the real power of elastic computing and all of that which is built in and the, and, and developers getting their head around the idea they're not just developing for one single box they can call on the resources of all these other supercomputers of this elastic computing to generate algorithms and images and and multiplayer worlds and stuff in a way they cannot do and have to do on a console platform like Xbox. So yes, Project X Cloud may be able to deliver you a cloud gaming experience, but it'll be a cloud gaming experience a bit like your Xbox. Whereas Stadia in the future will be able to give you a cloud gaming experience which is not like any console experience you've had because of the power of elastic computing uh, and supercomputing and all of that malarkey. Um, Alucard says here that Stadia has the potential to evolve faster. Exactly. They will just iterate, and we've already seen it, um, iterate and change things and update things, not just not just the hardware but they're constantly tweaking the codec i guess i imagine 
for the delivery of that and finding better ways to deliver data faster, quicker, etc. Have you seen the? Uh, yeah, I think I did see the idea of that game, the Game Bus demo, and the ability to use. That's the ability to use what I'm talking about, isn't it? The ability to use other servers to generate stuff. So, um, hello, Thumb Thunderlips. Let Stadia die. Well, it, uh, in fairness, I think Stadia will probably outlive you, mate, if I'm honest. Yeah? Especially if you don't embrace the future. Yeah? Have you been introduced to this concept called fire? Apparently it's quite good at uh, keeping warm and things like that. If you think Stadia is better than xCloud, then you have your head in the cloud too. Um, no, I think Stadia is better than xCloud because I have tested the two out thoroughly. I've compared the two and uh, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, Stadia is tech-wise leaps and bounds ahead of um, xCloud. I mean, you don't even have to test it. You can just look at the specs, to be honest, Thunderlips. I don't embrace Google. That's fair enough. Thunderlips, you can, you can hate Stadia because you don't like Google, right? Irrational as that may be, that's okay. But don't hate Stadia because you think it, tech-wise, it's not up to par of Project X Cloud or anything like that, or it doesn't work. Because unfortunately for you, it works really, really well. If you've not tried it, and fine, you know, if you're anti-Google, fine, don't try it. That's cool. You don't have to. But everybody, you know, most people, the majority have tried it. Most of the people here have tried it. Um, they know it works. And they know it works like a console, uh, a console, um, console experience. Those other two messages you put in there, uh, Thunderlips. Yeah, that's, that's probably summarizes the state of your argument, my friend. Uh, I won't show them because it's slightly offensive. But that that's what happens when you've got you don't have any kind of rational argument against um, clear facts and information. Welcome to the world of facts and information, my friend. I tried it and it's not better than the console. I think if you've got an Xbox One X, the experience uh, can be better, but there are some games. Check out Division 2. Um, it's pretty impressive. It looks amazing on, uh, on Stadia. Destiny 2 plays better, I would argue, on Stadia, and PUBG plays better on Stadia. There are some games that will look better on an Xbox One X. I'll give you that. The problem there, loading times though, updates are a pain in the butt, waiting for those. But um, yeah. But if you know, once you get over your rational hate of Google, I flap my gums and call it facts. Yep, cause that is what it is. If you look up the definition of facts, that's, that's what they are. What I come here to talk about is on based on research, information, facts, knowledge, and intelligence. You put those things together and you too can come out with some useful things as well, Thunderlips. So I recommend you try it. PUBG can die, great. I'm loving the uh, level of intellectual 
stimulus that you're bringing to the conversation, Thunderlips. Uh, welcome. Stadia is a dream come true. I don't hate Google. I just ain't paying for it. Fair enough. You don't have to. You can. Sorry, I don't know how to help with that. Okay, Google, stop. Stadia, you can. Uh, uh, Thunderlips, you can. You can try Stadia for free. Yeah. You get one month's pro, so you've got. There's about 20 games you could probably play straight away, test it out. And secondly, if you don't want to carry on with Pro, you still can use Stadia. Just buy some games and play Stadia on it. Play them on Stadia. <laughs> Thunderlips, your insults are, are, are amazingly lowbrow. That's all I'm saying, my friend. Yeah? Nationality or no nationality, doesn't make any difference. Stadia is free, exactly. Thank you, Christopher. Basically, all Stadia games run better than Xbox One. All of them, most of them, run a better X One, uh, better than an Xbox One. I think so. Yeah. Um, Xbox One X. Them's fighting words. Yeah, exactly. Facts, evidence, and reality. Don't forget the truth. Well, that's exactly. Truth is made up of fact. Well, truth is an interpretation of the facts. Facts are stronger. Yeah. You're welcome to your opinions, but you can't deny facts. I've got thousands of games between PS4, Xbox, and PC. Well done. Well done, Thunderlips. I've got lots of... Uh, well, actually, I haven't that many games on Xbox because I take advantage of Xbox Games Pass. I'm not averse to Xbox, as I said. Clive setting off everyone's Google Homes, of course, I do that, yeah. Um, Thunderlips. Yeah. You've, um, you're silent by now, Thunderlips. I'm, I'm bored with the conversation there. Yeah, he triggered mine. <laughs> Sorry about that, Eddie. Uh, Man's Quisitor FT says, I go for Xbox Series X, PS5, and then the next Switch. And when the consoles will die, then I'll go fully on PC. That's it for me. Yeah, I think you'll find, though, in the future, not, not necessarily in the next couple of years, but in the future, even developers will just... Publishers will start using cloud gaming. You know, EA will have their cloud gaming service and deliver to you the game, um, you know, via cloud to your PC, whether it's through a GeForce Now or Shadow type thing or whatever it is. Jerome says, Stage is the best gaming platform I've ever used. Brian says, me too. Well, you know, I think it is pretty impressive. You, you, to be honest, you're sounding a bit like sycophants there, but, but I get where you're coming from, you know. It is very, very impressive. Um, and the beauty is, and we've said it many times before, and as, check my, check my notes, as they said, we're just getting started and there is a lot more coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. A lot more coming soon. Exactly. Seven months in. Yeah, I think as long as consoles innovate, I think what you'll find... Um, if I may speculate, Eddie, is that consoles may 
develop into a sort of multi in a way of streaming streaming games yeah a device which i know but sort of enhances the games that you stream i don't even know with the shadow pc they used to do a box called the shadow ghost which if you didn't have a pc you could get the shadow ghost and it had then all the sockets for the peripherals your usbs and everything else and a socket you know usb for the control or whatever and into ethernet cable and it was a fancy little design because it's french so beautifully designed little little empty box about 100 quid and then you could and then you accessed your shadow pc through that box um, and it gave you sort of the best shadow pc experience you could get because the box was designed specifically to make the shadow experience shadow pc experience kind of work do they still do those boxes the shadow ghost i'm not sure now but i can imagine consoles having a kind of a hybrid mix of giving you an enhanced cloud gaming experience um they won't have any more discs a kind of a mix between you know downloading a digital game and the cloud gaming experience maybe um streaming in some stuff in the cloud while you're playing stuff that you've already digital loaded and a kind of mix like that so i can see consoles going in that way to you know people still want the kind of ultimate gaming experience but i think the power of the cloud and that ultimate gaming experience will sort of converge at one point in terms of price will converge there'll always be people who will build three thousand pound gaming computers beasts of computers to get the best game you know there'll always be the linus tech tips of this world who will be constantly trying to build you know a game that can play um crisis in 8k on his 8k lg screen that they sent him for review you know You'll always get that. But the general gamer, yeah, which is where publishers want to be, you know, will be consuming games via the cloud, via platforms, via PC, everything. In terms of value, no contest. Stadia is the best of any console. Yeah, the real test, I think, for Stadia is going to be the, is the, free, the freebie. And when people realise they can just buy three or four games without the need of a console and play them at top, top quality. That's the kind of thing. Well, we know in the, you know, we're passionate about Stadia. People are passionate about PlayStation. People are passionate about Xbox. You see, uh, Charles, you see that all the time, don't you? In, in forums and stuff like that, people arguing and all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, you get that. That's cool. Um, but I think if you're open-minded and you, you know, you, you play on what you want, you play where you have fun. As I say, I've got an Xbox One X. I've, I've not been a great PlayStation fan. I've seen some games on there. My daughter, you know, pestered me to get one to play Spider-Man. But, you know, I'm an Xbox One guy. And I always was. Now I'm a Stadia guy. That's the way it goes. Um, I just think the consoles and the PC games will, will converge. I think it will converge with cloud gaming in some way. That's how I see in the future. Not immediately, but in the future. But more and more, it just becomes also just becomes another form of, of gaming that, that the world can join in. As I showed that quote early on with Phil Harrison saying it's about making gaming accessible to the world. In the, in the same way that Google made knowledge accessible to the world, they want to make gaming accessible to the world. It's the same principle. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, a bit of a ranty rant, a bit of a chat. 
bit of a conversation piece. I want to thank everybody who was in the chat today, even Thunderlips. Uh, you know, you're, you're welcome with, uh, you know, if you want to join the conversation politely, you're more than welcome anytime. Uh, we like open debate here. Just bring a book of facts with you. Uh, that's always my advice if you're going to come to my stream personally. Um, as I say, thank you for being here. Uh, it's been wonderful as ever. I really appreciate it. Uh, remember to hit the like. If you're new here, hit the subscribe. All of that is much appreciated. Have a fantastic week. Don't forget tomorrow night, if you're uh, an older gamer, a retro gamer, any of that, then uh, Rock and I have the Generation X Retro Gaming Club, 9 p.m. UK time on the Generation X Retro Gaming Club channel. Don't forget that. Look out for my streams on Lord Kensal of Stadia. Make sure you subscribe to that as well. Much appreciated. And on that note, once again, thank you for being here and Ray, don't be going crazy.